we have a couple shifts coming up this week. It's kind of like a little bit of a, I think, an integration week because we just had the full moon eclipse. And now in about a week, it would be on... Um, It'll be on November 13th, which is like not tomorrow, Monday, but next Monday. November 13th, we'll have the new moon eclipse in Scorpio. And uh, that, I, I think, last time we were talking at Witch Church, we were talking about how the Scorpio part of the chart was striking me as like very important right now, not only because we have eclipses in that house, but we also have the sun. Well, obviously, because the eclipses are in that house, but we have the sun, Mars, and Mercury in Scorpio, right? So we have a particularly packed Scorpio skyline at the moment, and that means that the, the house in our in our chart that is Scorpio is particularly packed. So if you want like that particular rising sign forecast for the Scorpio part of your chart, go to the last witch church because I went through all of the rising signs, okay? But now this week we're kind of integrating with the Scorpio stuff. And what's interesting is I think the Scorp I don't think I know the Scorpio energy is starting to lesson just a little bit because this week we have Mercury moving out of Scorpio and into Sagittarius. That'll actually happen on Friday the 10th. Um, and we also have Venus, like I said, moving into Libra on the 8th. So I'm like thinking, hmm, like Venus is moving signs and then Mercury's going to move signs. So how does the shift from Venus from Virgo into Libra and then Mercury from Scorpio into Sagittarius, how does this shift maybe help us integrate and balance between these very big eclipses, right, that are bringing up a lot? I'm sure we've all had some stuff brought up. Like, I thought I knew what the eclipse was about for me, but then um, there were, like, certain surprises in store and... Um, there were definitely like some moments where I acted more from like, a, a reaction versus an actual place of like peace and neutral, like neutrality, if that makes sense. So I think with, with eclipses, it's especially easy to react, uh, to, the different things that are actually passing through right? And that's the thing. I'm not the first person to assign the keyword purging to eclipse season, right? Eclipse season usually gives us something to purge. Now, I was thinking though, um, this is kind of funny, but when I was at work yesterday, I was, um, I was like multitasking because for those of you who don't know, I work part time at a acupuncture clinic in Chicago and uh, like I, I do admin stuff, but then also like reception stuff. So I'm like kind of doing like cleaning and stuff around the office. Right. And um, at some point yesterday, I found myself changing uh, and like cleaning out the Brita pitcher, like the the water filter so I like changed the water filter and like cleaned out that pitcher and then as I was vacuuming I realized um at the clinic we have the, one of those like really nice vacuums the Dyson um those Dyson like cordless uh like super cool vacuums well I would say that because I'm like a clean freak I'm like Danny Tanner if anybody catches the full house reference. But anyways, so I was like, oh my God, the vacuum filter needs to be cleaned out too. So I found myself uh, like replacing slash cleaning two filters at once. And, uh, and this is a, a kind of a weird story, but I was like, hmm, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, this idea of filtering uh, is 
kind of relevant right now, I think, as we integrate these eclipses. And I do think that going back to the famous key word for eclipses, which is purging, um, I also kind of think there's a bit of a difference between purging and filtering. Um, and I wonder if there's kind of a place for both uh, during this week specifically. Uh, and when I think about the difference between the purge and the filter, I mean, when we purge something, we entirely remove it from our lives, right? Like, you take out the trash, you throw it away. We think, we think it just disappears, right? But it doesn't. <laughs> Hence, global warming. But you get the, like, purging isn't as um, clean cut as we sometimes want it to be. Uh, actually, taking out the trash is a great example of like the metaphor behind purging. We think like when we get rid of something, when we think when we remove something toxic from our life, uh, it just is gone, right? Um, but in reality, uh, there's a lot more maybe, I guess, healing or like energetic repair that happens after the purge and maybe that is when the filtering happens uh, and what is filtering well filtering is when we like take a substance and we pass it through something that collects the bad stuff and gives us the good stuff right um and for me, that is kind of like the healing that happens after the purge. Like we throw something away, we replace the filter, and we start filtering new stuff through it. We start to see, ooh, like even though I purged that, it's still affecting me. Or like there's something to be filtered through or processed through here. Um, that was actually kind of a theme. Um, on Friday night, I did a... Uh, sort of a healing circle at a yoga studio and I was doing a readings for readings for a bunch of people some of which I've read for before but it's been a while and um, so I got to have some like updates from some different people that I've read tarot for before and uh, you know someone that, that I was doing a reading for they kind of struck me because they listed off these like massively huge endings <laughs> and like these massively huge cycles wrapping up in their life life like both when it comes to family karma stuff work stuff relationship stuff like every single aspect of their life had some sort of wrapping up and uh they like sat in front of me and they were like yeah i don't know i just kind of i'm confused because i still kind of feel sad or like i still kind of feel like um you know i should be happier i should be more relieved or la 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 right and i'm like no i mean this is like a huge ending. Just because we declare the ending itself doesn't mean that we've processed through it, right? Um, like something can end and be in alignment for ending or purging, and yet we are still left with the remnants of the processing and the healing to filter through. And that's kind of what this eclipse season feels like to me like there's there's purging there's endings there's new patterns forming but then there's also like maybe a moment where we have to to take a breather and and grieve or process that might be where the integration comes in this week with venus moving into libra and Mercury moving into Sagittarius 
for me, it's better energy for emotional processing. <laughs> you know, like, because Venus in Libra says, okay, you've purged the thing now. How can you get back into harmony with your own self? You were trying so hard to be in harmony with this thing that wasn't actually in alignment for you. So now that it's past or now that it's like exited your life, like how do you get back into harmony with yourself? It's kind of what Venus and Libra says this week. And then Mercury in Sagittarius says, okay, while I've been in Scorpio, I've been up close and personal with a microscope, with a magnifying glass. I've been all up in thinking, ruminating, solving the mystery, uh, picking uh, the little crumbs off the situation. Maybe I needed to do that in order to justify purging it, right? Sometimes we need to do that. Like sometimes we need to like really investigate why something is not in alignment for us, <laughs> which I think Mercury and Scorpio, especially Mercury and Scorpio conjunct Mars and Scorpio helps us do sometimes. Like it almost helps us solve the mystery. Like, yeah, that that isn't right for me. Or like, yeah, that was part of my societal family conditioning. That wasn't actually me. Like, it, it's such a great transit for picking through something. But by Friday, Mercury moves into Sagittarius. It's a whole other vibe. It's like, oh my God, finally I can zoom out. I can zoom out of this rumination and I can see things from a higher up perspective that doesn't feel so up close and personal, which I think is also a sign of integration or a sign of filtering or purging. Uh, it's like uh, when we're healing from that, maybe there's a sense of, oh, I have a little bit of emotional distance from that now. Or like, I don't feel like I'm taking that as personally as I was. Um, I can hear my thoughts through my emotions. That's kind of a Mercury and Sagittarius thing, right? Um, so it's an interesting week for sitting and integrating something. I'm not saying we're not necessarily like jumping into new things because certainly I've been hearing a ton of different clients being like I'm starting a new job this week or I just learned I'm pregnant or I'm you know making this change or I just started this workout class like the I think new beginnings take place during eclipse seasons just as much as endings do right um, but yet there's something from the past that we're filtering um, also, when it comes to filtering, uh, there actually is a tarot card that alludes to filtering. And it's the Seven of Cups. Yeah. Anybody been pulling this card lately? Or, I don't know, connecting with this card? Um, also, I'd love to know just like what you think about this card in general. Um, like, what does it mean to you? Um, it's a confusing one, right? I think this card is unlike any other card in the tarot because nothing in this card is real. Uh, all of the other cards have some sort of, like, person a ground they have like mountains or clouds in the background there's something that's like tethering us to earth or you know like there's something there's a ground in most of the tarot right and yet in this card 
it's a, we have more of like this shadowy figure. We have more of this like, I don't know, this, this figure that isn't quite real. Um, and we're kind of floating in a cloud or we're floating in a dream. So nothing in this card is tangible exactly, right? Like there's a lot in this card that is up in the air right? There's, there's things that are, there's options that are up in the air. There's different, I don't know, there's, there's different thoughts, emotions that are kind of zooming around and things are needing to be grounded, but it's also perhaps not the right time to ground something. Uh, that's sometimes what the seven of cups tells me, like, oh, we're in this sort of imagination dreamy state and not necessarily like the grounding state or maybe I'm about to pick one of all of one of these options to ground or I'm feeling into which one of these options is the right one for me to ground into reality right Katie you said sometimes too much of a good thing or even confusion over where to land whether we've lost the plot yeah <laughs> i like that i like that yeah like that's a actually a really great phrase for eclipse season like where have i uh like where have i gone what's is the word i'm looking for deterred from the plot is that a word where have i taken the wrong turn on the plot I, I don't think we can actually go the wrong direction but like where have I kind of gotten off the road of my plot <laughs> that could be kind of a seven of cups thing uh Sam you said seven of cups can mean for me too many ideas hard to focus on which way to go overwhelmed by the possibilities yeah yeah and not many people know this, but, uh, you know, the what is actually in the Seven of Cups, like, what are, are these just, like, made-up things? No, uh, it's a, it's actually a reference to the seven stages of the alchemical process. And I have a cheat sheet thing, I'm opening up because I always get the stages mixed up but um yeah the seven stages of al alchemy what is alchemy alchemy is the integration of two things coming together right it's like magic and uh what we're actually seeing in these cups is the seven stages of the alchemical process uh, the first stage of the alchemical process is kind of in this like castle mountain thing. You know, f for me, there's something here about uh, no, no. The first stage is the um, is the dragon, the fire breathing dragon. So this is the calcination phase. Um, this is the phase of the alchemical process where we like burn everything to the ground sort of <laughs> it's like oh this is this actually is kind of a card that really applies to eclipse season so we burned everything to the ground then in stage two it's the dissolution phase so we dis we take these ashes that we just burned and we dissolve them in water i know this is weird but stay with me okay then stage three so we burn it we uh take it and we dissolve it into water stage three is the separation phase this sort of cup of jewels we strain or filter the boiled substance okay so that's kind of cool that the tarot can allude to this purging and then filtering kind of um and like this is what's this is the good stuff, all of the jewels that's coming out of what we just filtered. Then the fourth step, which is conjunction, 
So we have the castle being built now. The worthwhile gems are made into this new foundation, right? Um, next step is the fermentation. New bacteria is introduced into the new substance to test its strength. So we kind of like, um, with the snake, we kind of think of like, for me, it's like Eve, Adam and Eve, and Eve in the garden, like she's being tested, right? Um, so maybe there's something that's kind of testing our new foundation or, or m making us figure out how to even make our new foundation stronger. Six, this like ghost looking mushroom guy is the dissolution phase. The final stage of the purification process. And then finally we have our result. Coagulation, which is step number seven. Um, so this is like, this is what has come from all of this transformation. It's the perfect man <laughs> or whatever, like the, the treasure. I just saw Rocky Horror last night. So this is kind of like a Frankenfurter trying to like make the perfect, <laughs> the perfect man, right? Like there's something here, like the new substance is formed. Actually, now that I think about it, Rocky Horror is a great uh, metaphor for the seven stages of the alchemical process. Yeah, just Google that. At some point this week, uh, Google the seven stages of al alchemy and see if you can kind of piece them together within the seven of cups because I think it's, it's relevant um, to this week. And... Um, and Katie, you said within the Seven of Cups, the sort of shadow figure is the quote unquote idea of a person, right? Right, because like we haven't decided what kind of person we're going to become at this point. He's sort of looking at the options or looking at the stages of alchemy and like kind of asking himself, what is the maybe end result of the transformation that I want to go on. Um, oh, I'm so glad you referenced this, Katie. You said, in the Mother Peace deck, the idea is that you pick one cup, the fountain pours into the other six, aka you make a choice that you won't miss out on other dreamy choices right now. Yeah, like the choice, the ultimate higher self choice will spill into other things. Yeah, and if anybody has the Mother Peace deck, you can see that in the interpretation of that card. Gabby, you said, I think of the Seven of Cups as like wanting to be fulfilled by the material and pursuing that, but ultimately knowing we can only reach fulfillment by pursuing fat paths that are emotionally fulfilling. Oh, totally, totally. And that's the thing, like most of us, or I don't want to say most of us, but a lot of us are not necessarily purging like literal physical things. Like maybe you're not going through a breakup. Maybe you're not quitting your job. Maybe you're not, you know, moving apartments or whatever. But I think ultimately we are maybe, um, we're maybe purging and filtering through a narrative or purging or filtering through a piece of our conditioning. Even if we are going through like a really bad breakup. Um, uh, you know, I've had a couple people in the past week, definitely clients and friends report breakup situations to me. Yeah, why does that happen during eclipse season? Um, kind of a seven of cups thing. <laughs> like, um, is the foundation correct and right and true? Does this match with my foundation that I'm trying to build? There was a, sometimes eclipse season erupts a bit of a like, I've been beating a dead horse kind of vibe with the situations that we've been trying to work on or trying to fix, if that isn't going well, <laughs> eclipse season can 
kind of bring to light a bit of um a bit of like reality um which maybe then relates to seven of cups too because the seven of cups pulls at the difference between imagination and reality or reality and fantasy um what thing can you actually put through the seven stages of alchemy <laughs> um yeah i don't know like there's there's something here this week uh i would love to know what's been coming up for you guys during eclipse season like has it been more about conditioning or relationships or work or home life all of the above um for me i think i mentioned this like i'm scorpio is my fifth house of you know fifth house is romance creativity uh our relationship to fun joy pleasure sex even so there's like been a lot of creativity stuff coming up and i knew this was going to happen because me and sarah cook are teaching our um untethered artist course right now which has been super fun and really i don't know like a really big journey for me i knew it was going to be a big journey to teach this class because i'm very much due for a examination of myself as a creative and i'm due for committing to different creative projects and uh, I think I mentioned this last time, like, definitely, like, I want to write a book. I think it's very possible for me to get this book published. Um, I want to do a year-long astrology course next year and, like, all of this stuff. So it's challenging my creativity in a lot of ways. And at the same time, too, I think those those fifth house emotional or the the fifth house relationship stuff has been coming up for me a lot. This idea of um, what are relationships? <laughs> like as a queer person, uh, we're not only unpacking like a sort of compulsory heterosexuality and and also compulsory gender norms. Um, but as a queer person too, I feel like there's been this big thing about unpacking like structures of relationships and unpacking uh, relationship formatting and what is really a foundation of a successful relationship. Like all of these things feel really highlighted in my mind and what have we been taught about quote unquote how to have a successful relationship what is a successful relationship even as i say that like the image of um like a bride and groom come into mind right like this uh sort of that is the pinnacle of what a successful worthwhile relationship goal is according to heteronormative conditioning right um but much like rocky horror picture show if you've seen it <laughs> it's on my mind because like i said i saw it last night like there's something about like janet and brad you know they show up to frankenfurter's house and they're you know they're totally on the path of conditioning and they enter into the very environment that challenges like a lot of their conditioning at least when it comes to like sex and relationships um so yeah there's there's something there like if if you're a rocky horror picture show fan or like I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a fan per se. I also feel like last night I went to pretty much the most PC 
<laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> there could have been, which is good. Like, I'm not knocking that. But yeah, it was it was very PC when it comes to, like, probably other shows that have been put on in the past. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, this is kind of what this eclipse season in Scorpio is doing. Like, we're all kind of like Brad and Janet in some way being dropped off at um, the Frankenfurter mansion. And we're about to go in and like a part of our conditioning is about to be peeled back. And yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge part of what we're purging and filtering through. Um, also, if you think about like, uh, now I'm getting, now I'm rambling, but now it's kind of coming up too is like the developmental psychology of a teenager like why do teenagers like hate their parents and want to rebel well they're kind of going through a pur a natural purging filtering process that according to the human i don't know like according to our species evolution uh, evolutionary process we have to go through in order to survive. So that's why teenagers, I mean, psychologically hate their parents and are assholes. You know, they're trying to test the waters of what is actually them and what is actually their parents. The process is called psychological separation. Um, the thing is, a lot of us don't do that. I'm not saying like teenagers should be bigger assholes to their parents, but, um, I mean, it actually takes a very healthy relationship between parent and child for a kid to like fully go through that process of figuring out like, I'm psychologically separating. What is the difference between me and my parents? Um, this is the root of codependency, right? Um, because a lot of parents will get afraid and then start trying to like super control or... Um, a lot of parents don't want to psychologically separate from their kids, right? Because they're a part of their identity too. Um, anyways, I'm rambling here, but like there's something coming through with that in this eclipse season too. This sort of like separation. See this cup of jewels? The separation of who we are becoming and and versus what we've been taught i think conditioning is a big part of this eclipse um yeah my friends so very very seven of cupsy kind of kind of thing i'm looking for my oh god that scared me i just saw something out my window um let me pull, I want to pull just a few more supportive oracle cards for this week ahead. But while I'm doing that, I feel free to drop your questions, your your requests below. If you need like a card pulled or a prayer request or anything like that. Um, I have uh, something you could be in agreement with. And I know this is probably super... This is silly. Speaking of material <laughs> attachments, um, it's silly to mention with so many horrors going on in the world, but I lost my ring. <laughs> I have this, um, and I think it's, it's, it's funny. It's, uh, it feels connected because like I said, like all this like relationship deconditioning kind of stuff. I have a clotter ring, um, and I've had it since I was 16 years old. My mom gave it to me for my 16th birthday and I lost it. And I've been wearing it for over 10 years. I don't know where I put it. Can you be in full agreement of me finding it? Because <laughs> I don't want to lose that ring. Although I think it's funny that the Collado ring is like an Irish wedding band technically. And depending how, how you wear it, it like... It, it alludes to, you know, if your, like, heart is open or if your heart is closed. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of funny that I lose it in this moment. But I'm having, a, having an ADHD 
lost object kind of thing. Um, so, thank you. <laughs> Anybody else losing it during eclipse season? <laughs> Metaphorically, literally. Also, by the way, guys, if anybody needs to book a um, little session during eclipse season, whether it's like an astrology update or a tarot update, if you just need some extra support, let me know. I've got some openings this week, especially this weekend um, or this upcoming weekend. So if you need a little eclipse season support, hit me up. Also, I should get up my year ahead reading offering soon. I just don't feel like it's quite the right time or maybe I don't want to do it quite yet. <laughs> but no, that's like, you know, that'll come eventually. But if you just, for me, I think it's more about being in the present than looking too much into the future. Um, okay. Uh, let's go with Inez. Um, you said, may I have a card of the week, please? Yeah. Ooh, okay, I guess I forgot that I was supposed to pull an oracle card, but I just flip, I just pulled from this for you, Inez, so I guess this is your, <laughs> this is your card. Um, you got focus. Um, so Inez, I get a sense of independence from this card, like shooting an arrow, you kind of have to, it's like you have this goal that you're trying to launch, but in order to launch it in the right direction, you have to be in alignment in your body and in your independence and in yourself before you let that arrow fly, right? So I wonder like, what the phrase independent alignment means to you. And maybe this is more about like, you know, doing something that you know to be right. Like regardless if your partner is down to do it with you or not. Or like maybe this is about heading into a period of singlehood. Or if it's not about that, it, it feels to me like there's some kind of... um like a personal alignment that you have to get in with yourself before you let go of that arrow. Pam, hey Pam, you said I would love a card of the week, please. Trust. Ooh, okay, sounds good, Pam. Um, I like this. I think like you need to feel it in your body that the next step is coming and it's it's already on its way and it's gonna come meet you ASAP. Um, and for me, I think you have to know what puts you in the frequency of trust. For me, it's like the mixture of nature and Bob Marley. You guys know, I've mentioned this before, but I think the spirit of Bob Marley is so magic and maybe about a week before I got this apartment, I remember we were doing Witch Church and we had this like tagline. Katie, you were the one who made it up. What was the tagline you made up? Menti, menti B, something about Menti B. Uh, meant to be over Menti B. <laughs> so I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to, go into that and I like just took a walk in the park and I was listening to Bob Marley and I was so in the frequency of trust that um yeah it just felt really good and I was like all right like this is what it feels like to be in the frequency of trust so do that at some point this week Pam like do what the the variation of that is for you like going to the park going to the beach listening to your favorite music dancing staying loose, <laughs> not tensing up, uh, just, just doing what you can to stay in that frequency of trust. Katie, you said I would love a card for the week ahead. Courage. Okay. Um, maybe there's been some different things that like, 
don't know if it's like disappointment or if it's sort of like the the death of illusions. <laughs> Sometimes when our illusions die and we see reality for what it is and we kind of are accepting reality or we're like accepting something in front of us, it does take courage to move forward in that new reality. Um, so I think there's something there, especially Katie, I think you were the one who said the seven of cups for you makes you think of the difference uh, between reality and fantasy. So I think there's courage in acting in alignment with our truth and acting in alignment with the reality of what we know and not allowing ourselves to spiral in a really like idealistic romantic way like that's a form of spiraling but then also a form of spiraling is like total fear stories taking over too um like having the courage to stay in the reality of the present moment and that with the evidence that you have nan you said could i have a card for the week yeah let's see here Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, you got air, and then you also got death. Funny, I pulled the death card this week too for my week ahead card. And we're both Cancer rising, Pisces moon. That's, that's interesting. Um, so I think you have something to say, and it's gonna shift you <laughs> like and also it could be writing it could be it could be related to you know you're you're a student in the untethered artist like it could be related to one of your creative projects it could be related to um a, an idea that you're having but i think this idea even leads you into a new cycle uh so yeah don't be afraid to say what you need to say because there's some kind of relief and freedom and liberation with this new idea or this new thing or think of the air element and what the air element means to you in this moment and how it can lead you into the next cycle. Lauren, you said I would love an anchor card for the week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ooh, cool. Okay, Lauren, you got soulmate and you got the full moon. Um, I think actually there is something about maybe relationships being illuminated at this moment, whether that be like, I don't know if you're single or you're partnered or if you're on the dating scene and looking or if that's not really an interest or I don't really know your philosophy on that, but at the moment, but I do think this feels good to me like it feels like there's some sort of illumination of what you could be looking for in a partner and it's come from such a deep transformation that you've gone on within your own self maybe the cutting of the hair has something to do with it or like um yeah so I would say maybe being super open to whoever you meet or whoever wants to enter into your life or being open to like even a deepening of a partnership that you already have. There, there's something there that feels special in this moment. Also, our soulmates aren't just romantic. Our soulmates are also like friendships and things like that too. So, hey, Gabby. You said I would love a card for the week. Ooh, Earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you have that Virgo moon, right, Gabby? Am I making that up? How many how many charts at this moment do I have in my head? <laughs> I'm looking up your chart right now. Let's see. Gabby, you definitely have a Virgo moon. Yep, you do. I knew it. Okay. Yeah. So I think this week, uh, <laughs> I think this week is a Virgo moon kind of week. Like get in touch with that Virgo moon. Venus is 
conjunct your moon by sign for only a couple more days. So really do Virgo moon things, whatever that means to you. And uh, I also think the shadow of Virgo moon is sort of analysis paralysis. It's a bit of a um, I'm too in my head and I can't get in the body. So I wonder what a Virgo moon may do in order to get in their body or stay in their body. Um, the Virgo moon always makes me think of like the yoga teacher or um, the person who's leading the bird watching club through the forest and is able to point out which bird is what. You know, like there, there's something like that coming through. Um, yeah, so you got this, Gabby. Uh, Corey, you said, thanks, Mal. I'd love a card of advice for work stuff. Uh, jealousy. Um, so this is an interesting card. I don't think it's necessarily that like you're jealous of someone at work necessarily, but um, maybe you're imagining more for yourself at work or maybe you're, um, sometimes I think when we see someone else and we say, oh my God, like they have passion, they have purpose or like, wow, like they really, love what they do or like oh like they really have it all or whatever i think it's not that we're jealous of that individual thing or concept i think we're seeing it reflected outside of us uh, we're seeing something that we already have inside of us being reflected outwardly right um sometimes and i wonder if work right now feels maybe a little bit um I don't know if it feels like not quite fulfilling or not quite meaning meaningful enough to you or something along those lines. So I think the advice you could go one of two ways. You could be like, I need to find meaning elsewhere or I need to uh, maybe ponder how to bring more meaning into the work that I'm doing. Um, but ultimately, I think this is leading you to feeling a little bit more purposeful at work. Um, thanks for all of the pr the prayers <laughs> towards the ring. Oh, Corey, you said pray to St. Anthony. Please come down. There's something lost that must be found. I've been praying to St. Anthony too. That's so funny. Um, Sam, you said I would love a card for the week ahead. Yeah, let's see. Okay. Um, Sam. It's funny, like, this whole story makes sense. There's four that flipped out. Karmic path. Time. So, makes me think, um, maybe there's a bit of, like, oh my god, like, am I ever gonna get over this hump or like am I ever going to get to the next phase of my life or like um, I've been in this phase for what feels like a thousand years and maybe it's only been one year but or less than a year but regardless it feels like the longest year ever you know and yet um, right around the corner we have shift and we have new moon so I think this is like kind of a good sign that even though this time period feels really lengthy and painful and kind of like watching paint dry, you've, you're doing exactly what you needed to be doing during this time period when it comes to processing and grieving and integration. And I think there is something about this new moon coming up that leads into the newness that you've been craving. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And I think spirit is just sort of renewing your hope in the sense that newness can and will come through cool i'm glad you guys are resonating hey claire you said i love a card for november yeah um so you got knowledge talisman 
and then affluence. Maybe there's something important that you're learning in November. I don't know if you're taking a class or Claire, I'm not sure if you are in school, but uh, it, or something along those lines, but there's something here where like reading or learning about something new will set you free or give you the answer that you've been looking for. And some of the things that you are reading about um, or learning about will actually be like in a book, but then other things will be taught through your connections. So um, this is just like a very basic example, like not um, necessarily applicable to you specifically, Claire, but like just I'm thinking about like how many times I've sat with like a client or a couple and taught them about, so taught a little bit about what attachment trauma is. And then like, I have the book right here. So like I, I recommend this book, Attached. <laughs> and then like it leads to a big paradigm shift, you know, cause it's like, oh, that's why I do that. Or like, oh, that's why I react to my wife in that way or whatever. Um, like through the knowledge that we collect through both books and other people, it can lead to the paradigm shift that we're looking for. So that, whatever that means to you, <laughs> Gabby, you said you got it, Virgo Moon. Um, and uh, Corey, you said work is very fulfilling. I think this is be, uh, is advisable to protect myself. Yeah, maybe that's it, Corey. Like there's something about maybe, um, yeah, maybe like, connecting with meaning and purpose for you and and yeah maybe like you said protecting that going forth um oh claire you said you are in school oh cool okay that was a good that was a good literal pull then right so maybe i mean maybe this month too maybe you find something that at school that feels like it lights you up in a big way who knows who knows what it could be um so Thanks, my friends. Uh, it was such a good witch church. I'm glad we got to check in between eclipses. I believe, yeah, next week uh, we'll talk about the Scorpio new moon eclipse. But for now, uh, we'll just uh, kind of soak up the Seven of Cups message. And, uh, and yeah, we'll look forward to Venus in Libra and Mercury in Sagittarius this week kind of providing a little bit of shift and some some perspective shift, right? That is very much needed, I think, both for our individual lives and um, really, really praying that, you know, Venus and Libra specifically can maybe help um, some of the, like, horrific violence that, yeah, we've been hearing about and seeing on the news and all of that, I, I really hope Venus and Libra can help us see like a diplomatic um, solution or a sort of, well, ceasefire, hopefully, but you know, you get me. So I'm hoping that these shifts can paint a bigger picture for the collective too. But um, all right, my friends, uh, thanks so much for coming and we'll see you soon.